and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast, and the only Dallas Cowboys podcast where you will hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and it's my honor to welcome back to the show one of the co-founders and co-hosts of the Great Girth Podcast, Ladies and gentlemen, Austin freaking Rollison. Austin, it's good to have you back on, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I would just like to say that I, I am indeed Nostradamus. Um, and I will tell everyone out there, I told you so. You, you see, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you Austin doesn't give a damn if he hurts your feelings, you know what? This is what it's all about. We want Zimmer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. The Cowboys did, in fact, interview a bit of an a bit of an elite list because Mike Zimmer, obviously, uh, believe it or not, Ron Rivera, and even Rex Ryan. I mean, that's actually pretty. The Cowboys at least took this seriously. We got to give them that. Um, and the thing is about this job is not desirable at all. I know you got a bunch of really good young players, but honestly, Mike McCarthy don't do it this year. He's fired, and that usually comes along with every other coordinator. So, I'm I'm not only impressed with who they are able to like draw in, but um, I'm also just so freaking excited on who they hired. Absolutely, and I'll be honest. As far as as far as Ron Rivera goes, I think he should just take the year off. Well, I mean, the thing is, the people who won Rivera, how good was Washington's defense this year? Not really, but keep in mind, I mean, yeah, he, he did Garbage. in fact fight, he fired Jack Del. He didn't. He did in fact fire Jack Del Rio. Um, but, what about last year? How great was his defense last year at Washington? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just like, feel like Ron Rivera just went through a roller, an, an emotional roller coaster of drama during his time in our nation's capital. So uh, I'm happy we didn't get Ron Rivera. The dude is just, I'm sorry, but frankly, this guy is not not the genius a lot of people made him out to be. Um, He rode Cam Newton, and that's about it. The only success he's ever had is riding Cam Newton. (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you. I I was actually surprised Mike Vrabel didn't, didn't appear to be on the list because Mike Vrabel was somebody that you were actually heavily invested in. Well, the thing with Mike Vrabel is, why would Vrabel want this job? Exactly. It's a one-year job. If Mike McCarthy fails, then you 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 don't have a job anymore. So it's really a big risk anybody taking this. So um, I'm just happy that Zimmer was um, willing to take the risk. You know, well, let's be honest. Mike Zimmer has been in this situation before. It seems to me that he and the Jones and Jerry Jones, they obviously go back a long way because let's not forget, this is not Mike Zimmer's first rodeo with the Cowboys, no pun intended. He was, in fact, with Dallas from 1994 until 2006, and he shifted among a series of positions during that time. Started out as a defensive assistant, got promoted to the defensive back coach, and eventually to defensive coordinator. And here's the thing about Zimmer. 
Zimmer is an old-fashioned, hard-ass coach. He's going to push your buttons. He's going to tell you what you're doing wrong, and he doesn't care whether or not you feel sad, or if you want to, or if you have your own podcast and talk a bunch of shit and then don't perform in the last half of the year, or you talk a bunch of smack before a game and then get blown coverage four times by DK Madcap, or care if you want if you. You're too tired today to play a game and win a football game. He don't care. That's what his team needs. Mike McCarthy's, oh, he's he's a nice, jolly vet guy. He's like Santa, the head coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy day. Everything's fine. We, we, we got blown out at home against the Green Bay Packers. Everything's fine. It'll be okay. Let's smash some watermelons and waste everybody's time. No, it's time we got a coach in here that says, Micah. You don't get sex. You don't have your own fucking podcast. What you? Who do you think you are, Colin Cowherd? Get off the internet. Turn the cameras off. Put the work in. If you want to be the best player in football, like you pretend to keep saying you're gonna, you got to put your hand in the dirt and fucking do something. How about don't disappear for eight weeks? Or Deron Bland, you talked all this smack all season. What the fuck was that against DK Metcalf? And it's gonna, it's gonna, and oh my God, Demarcus Lawrence, yesterday before, um, yesterday before the Super Bowl. Why did you lose all the season? It's long. Yeah, oh, I, I know. I saw that headline today, and I was like, "What the hell is that? You were burnt out." Hey, motherfucker! Guess what? The Packers had the same schedule length as you did. The only difference is. We got a bunch of panties running this organization, and it's about goddamn time we brought a real man in to start laying the law down, cracking the whip, and getting these boys to understand you're in Dallas not to be a goddamn movie star. You're in Dallas to win football games and win Super Bowls, not not to take advantage of the star and have their own little podcast where you go on two on, on Thursdays and, Oh, this is how this happened. Here's this excuse and that excuse and that excuse. And uh, people aren't giving me holy calls and people are double teaming me. I can't do anything. You're the best in the league. Do it. I don't hear Max Crosby going out and whining and complaining. I don't hear TJ Watt going out and whining and complaining. I don't hear Miles Garrett going out whining and complaining. They just do their damn job. It's about time for number 11 to do his damn job, too. And thankfully, Mike Zimmer's going to be the one to start smacking some people around. And we should seek some results from a little ego check on some of these guys. You know, I like the way you describe it because I swear it seems to me Mike Zimmer is beyond the guy. He he's basically like, well, fuck your feelings. You don't like it, get the hell out. Uh, we'll bring in the next. We'll bring in somebody else off the damn couch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike. Yes, because like I said, Mike Zimmer. I mean, the dude's been around for a very, very long time. You know, he's basically done it all from college football. You know, like you know, you know. Again, you know, the the resume speaks for itself. But at the same time. You know, so you know, a lot of people will think it's because how things ended up in Minnesota. I'm like, look, that was then, and I get it. in this situation no. now. Look, you know, how the, football, the game is different now than it was back in his uh, time in Dallas. But, I'm sorry if 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 Dallas if Mike Zimmer does as good as a job in Minnesota in Dallas, I will be happy because all he had more top ten finishes on defense in um, Minnesota than he had than he had. Un- less than t- top ten finishes. 
mean, that 2003 mean, Dallas defense, uh, according to this, gave up the fewest yards in the NFL on a 4-3 defense, too. And in Minnesota, he was really good. And he had Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith talks so highly of Mike Zimmer all the time. I mean, and those Minnesota defenses were all – there was like one or two years – where he was like in the 18s and 20s, but almost every other year he's in the top 15 on defenses in Minnesota. Uh, people are like, oh, but he got fired in Minnesota for being a head coach. Just because you're a good coordinator doesn't mean you're a good head coach. And just because you're a bad head coach doesn't mean you're a bad coordinator. I mean, we'll see. Uh, mark my words, the defense will see market improvement this year. Not you just definitely take me word for it, Austin. I definitely am, and I and I, and I and I would hope the followers of this program too, because look, I've stressed to everybody, Mr. Austin Rawlson. I'm not bringing him in because he's my friend. Because Austin, I see the seriousness in you, man. I tell people, listen to the Great Girth Podcast. You're gonna see how Austin does not give a shit if he hurts your damn feelings. <laughs> that's what we need in this. That's what we need in these podcasts. I swear to God, what people need to understand. A podcast was specifically invented is so anybody who runs it has the freedom of not worrying about anything. But then again, anything will get you censored because, unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. But still, look, you, you, you see a lot of shit going on ESPN. You, can, you notice they're sugarcoating shit. It's, it, it's easily obvious. It really is. Look, all these Cowboy fans out there that hate me, look, yeah, I bury the team a lot. Sometimes maybe I go too far, but look, I don't like having to do it. Look, I can't stress it or not. Okay, what have the Cowboys done since the freaking 90s, since Austin, since Austin and I were little kids? I mean, nothing. Yeah, a couple of NFC titles, but overall, nothing. Okay, so no wonder I'm basically very critical of his team, because the owner seems to be more about the freaking publicity than about winning. I mean, for God's sake, you think of everything that's happened since the last, since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. Think of it. And, not, and I'm not talking about the fact that Monica Lewinsky was still a damn virgin, okay? I'm talking about the fact that when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls, you could work in customer service and still be able to get a damn mortgage. Now, one job isn't even enough to get a freaking apartment. I just, oh. this is going to be the big test this, this coming year. Uh, and we're gonna get, we're getting it's already started. We're already in bed. Oh, we're we're all in this year. We're gonna be all in. We're gonna be all in. Even though Dallas hasn't guaranteed anybody over five ten million since Brandon or for since Brandon Carr. Um. So we'll see if he's, they're actually gonna go all in. Um. Uh, do you have a dream free agent signing yet? Honestly, no, because the Cowboys the the cap is in the freaking toilet. They can free easy, easy, no problem. One day, free up $50 million right now. That's even after paying Lamb, after paying Micah, and after extending Dak. They can free up $50 million right now. No problem. Okay, first of all, extending Dak is something I do not want to think about because that is one of the most ludicrous things ever. It should not happen. I, I'm sorry, you have to. Okay. But as far as well, as far as free agents, are there any names out there that come to you, that that come to your mind? Because I, I've not, I have not looked I've not looked at the free agent market for uh, for this coming off season. I really have not. My dream signing is De uh, Chris Jones. There's that guy from Green Bay. There's that secondary player from Green Bay that's actually going to be a free agent. I I don't. It's not Alexander. I'm not sure. I, it's one of the, the guys that picked off Dak. It is one of the guys though that picked off Dak. I believe. 
Is it Darnold Savage is going to be a free yes, agent? Yes, yes. Darnold Savage, I believe. Yeah, yeah. but I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I see a Green Bay no, really, really teasing, teasing the fact. I don't see Green Bay letting him go. The big thing is you don't want to spend a bunch of money on a third corner. Work Not on me. getting Diggs back. You'll have Bland. And if, if Gilmore wants to stay and wants to stay for a good price, keep him. He played terrific up until the last three games of the year. So you just got to start regulating it. Now. Um, I think he – Trayvon Diggs is obviously who I'm worried about as well. He's still recovering from a torn ACL. Oh, but my dream signing is Chris Jones. Um, okay. He's going to be expensive. He's going to be really expensive. He's going to be probably the second most expensive player in your team if you sign him. But immediately, if you have Chris Jones, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, um, Leighton Banderash, and then you go get a Josie Jewell from Denver. He's going to be a free agent. Um, he, you get him for pretty cheap. Oh, Antoine, uh, I know Winfield, Antoine Winfield Jr. of Tampa Bay is also set to be a free agent, according to this. Um, I don't know if um, uh, both Devin White and um, who's the other inside linebacker in Tampa? Oh, come on. But both of those linebackers are going to be available. But they're, they're both going to be too expensive. I mean, uh, hey. Legereus Sneed from Kansas City is available as well. Chicago's Jalen Johnson, too. Uh, Jalen Johnson's, I think, kind of a situational pass rusher. Oh, Kendall Fuller. I see the Kendall Fuller. Oh, defensive line, Leonard Williams. That Leonard Williams would be a huge game. It's going to be really expensive, though. Yeah, and like I said, the, I the, the I freaking salary cap, from what I understand, uh, and the Cowboys salary cap, it's in the freaking toilet. Then again, it's all that's always the case, isn't it? I mean, was there is there ever been a time lately where the Cowboys have actually been in good standing as far as the salary cap goes? So this is how you'd fix your salary cap. You extend um Lamb, you extend Micah, you extend Dak. That immediately sir, sir um gets you back like twenty five, twenty six million in cap space. You I love I'm sorry, I love Michael Gallup. But a twelve and a half million dollar cap hit for Michael Gallup is too much for a third, for a third or second wide receiver. And the you situation of that, I mean, the fact that he got signed on that big deal, he was just like I think about a month or two recover from that from that from that injury in that playoff game against San Francisco at home. I mean, the fact that we gave up Amari Cooper got absolutely nothing out of it. Place all that faith in Michael Gallup, but what have we gotten? Absolutely nothing. And look how great Mario Cooper is up in the city of Cleveland. I just look, want to be clear. Said, it's no disrespect I, to Gallup, but look, the fact that we stabbed Amar, that the Cowboys, that Jerry Jones stabbed Amari Cooper in the back and motherfucked him on the backside and sent him to, and sent him to Cleveland for absolutely nothing, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, this, is, this is where I disagree with a lot of Cowboys fans. Trading Amari was the right move. It cleared up a it cleared up a lot of salary cap space so you could re-sign Terrence Steele at right tackle so that you could make <laughs> Diggs got an extension. A B that pick that you got that you got for uh, Amari Cooper, you know who you picked for that pick? Who was that? Jake Ferguson. Really? It was Ferguson? The fourth round pick was Jake Ferguson. 
Well, at least on this show as well, you can have disagreements, but still be able to get along just well. So would you? So the 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 the, the, the question I ask you: Would you rather have Amari Cooper, Trayvon Diggs be a free agent? No, and uh, let's say let's just say for shits and giggles, you still get Ferguson. You take Ferguson instead of instead of um the other fourth round pick that year was I don't remember. He didn't play. Um. So say you pick Ferguson and said that guy. So would you rather have Amari Cooper, no digs, and um, no digs, or would you rather have Amari Cooper, or would you have no Amari Cooper and extended digs and a good contract for CeeDee Lamb? I mean, I was always heavily invested in Cooper. I mean, I was always loyal to him, so I got I got to stick with I got to stick with the loyalty to Cooper. I would much rather have... at the have, same time, Trayvon Diggs is great at intercepting passes, but Trayvon Diggs does, in fact, get burned on the freaking field. He he still, last year, was Pro Football Focus's second-best corner all year. He got hurt, unfortunately, and and, and and there's no doubt in my mind, Trayvon Diggs is coming back stronger than ever. Uh, the thing is, I'd rather much rather have Diggs an extension for Lamb and re-signing Terrence Steele then Cooper still hit the open market, Diggs hitting an open market, and then we are in a worse shape when it comes to negotiating for CeeDee Lamb. Um, and honestly, CeeDee Lamb is twice the receiver that Amari Cooper was. And I also thought that Amari Cooper was a bit of a pussy who sat out of plays and and limped injuries. He's been doing his entire career. And, I mean, I, I, I understand why people are upset. I wish we would have gotten more for him, too. I think the reality of the situation is you traded Amari Cooper for Diggs and Steele, and I'd take that trade every day. That fourth round pick's just extra on top of it. Oh. Uh, I suppose. I, I guess just really, uh, again, I mean, the fact that they traded him and got, you know, we got that fourth round pick in Ferguson, but I feel like we could have gotten more. I mean, that's just, uh, that's just a difficult thing. That's just a difficult pill to swallow, but. But going in this season, look, yeah, see, I'm actually concerned for Mike Zimmer because if a Cowboys shit the bed and Mike McCarthy is gone, look, oh, sure. honest, right off the bat, I'm not, I'm not for Mike Zimmer being promoted to head coach. Not, and this is no disrespect to Mike Zimmer. Honestly, Mike Zimmer, I would imagine he would even be in a position where, no, I shouldn't, I don't want to be the head coach. I should not be the head coach. You know, I don't think like, he wants to be the head coach. Yeah. You know, uh, and the fact that Bill Belichick, you know, doesn't even have a job yet, many are just still convinced that somehow, some way, he's going to find himself to Dallas. I mean, look, like I said, if Bill Belichick became the Cowboys head coach, look, I don't know how, how I would react. Not because it hasn't happened, because I, I just don't know. Okay, I don't know. But, because again, it just seems that no matter who we hire, like, what changes overall, right? But, look. You know, and as you said, you know, in the beginning, look, Mike Zimmer is going to bring forth a philosophy that's old school, but I know that he he's incorporated his old school philosophies to basically fit into the style of play of today. Mike Zimmer knows football. You can you can say whatever you want about the guy. The guy knows football, especially on the defensive uh, perspective. He's been, he's been doing this, you know, since even before we were born. So. And there's a reason why he's achieved success everywhere he's gone. Like, when he was the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati before he went to Minnesota, you know, it all speaks for itself. So, I honestly, 
at first when everybody was like, you know, why Mike Zimmer? I mean, well, well I guess on paper, you know, some people say on paper Mike Zimmer, so we, we could have gone with, with somebody else. But I think now that you, you kind of de- think deeply into it, Mike Zimmer was the best option. Now, no, no disrespect yeah. to Rex Ryan. I mean, Rex Ryan, I, I would have. I mean, Rex Ryan was obviously the guy I wanted, but you got to yeah. ask yourself, how long has Rex Ryan? How long has it been since Rex Ryan's been in this position? Like seven, eight years since he coached, and that was just coaching. That's not including. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I, th- I believe the last defensive coordinator gig that Rex Ryan had was in 2007 when he was the Baltimore Ravens DC. Oh, I believe well, it was around that time. It was, I, I believe it was 2008 when he became the head coach of the Jets. But, but still, I mean, again, I mean, Rex Ryan also knows football as well, a brilliant defensive philosophy, but still. Now, I guess in this particular perspective, you might as well go with a guy that's been actually active more in coaching than the guy who's been, you know, an analyst for, God knows, for how long yeah. now. I mean, again, uh, no disrespect to Ryan at all. Oh, Rex Ryan, because oh, again – I can't, I can't deny the fact that Rex Ryan's the guy I wanted. I posted that on Twitter. I've even said it on the show before. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to – it's not like I can't unconfess. It's out there. Yeah, I mean, the, you might as uh, well just be honest and make a fool of yourself and then deny it, right? <laughs> the last time he coached was in 2016 for Buffalo. He's their head coach. Okay. Yeah, well, and, 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 and that, that stint – I kind of believe what? that the, that the, that stint in Buffalo was probably Rex Ryan's worst ever coaching gig. Okay, let's look. Let's look at the past his most recent six years defensive rankings. Rankings while he was head coach for Rex Ryan: twenty second, twenty fifth, twenty ninth, twenty sixth, thirtieth, twelfth, twenty fifth. That's um, and points is a bit better. Defensive points, 20th, 20th, 19th, 24th, 15th, 16th. So even however long ago he was he was doing this, even though it was, it, it was still not good. Then the bottom half of the league in one, two, three, four, five, all six of the past, his final six years, on defensive points per game. Hmm. You know, uh, you know, and I wonder, like, Mike Zim, what did Mike Zimmer do? Okay, oh, last season, okay, he was actually, he had, he had a consultant role at Jackson State. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. it was actually 2023, it, that was in 2022. 2023, I guess he just took a year off. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking like you know, did he, did he do anything last season? I mean, doesn't nothing's popping up. But no, he took he took last year off. Okay, I mean, you know what? And sometimes, like I said, taking a year off of football could be the could be the best thing for your career. So it was real great for um McCarthy. Mm, well, or so we thought, but so okay. Let's and then let's go same thing. Twenty six. Last six years um, for Mike Zimmer on points on defense. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so 19th, 7th, 23rd, 16, 4, 10, and 13. That actually, I'm sorry, that was, um, that was not his points per game for his defense. 
starting in 2015, it's the last six years. Fifth, sixth, first, ninth, fifth, 29th, and 24th. That's so that is one, two, three, four, five. So, um, four out of the six final um starts as a defensive coordinator, he was in the top 10 in defensive points per game. Well, check this out. See, Zimmer, uh, see, according to this, like Zimmer's defensive scheme prioritizes the ability to commit to man coverage. So the cornerbacks and the, the secondary players better understand Mike Zimmer's coming. If you are not good at covering the player, well, you bet your butt he is going to put you to work. Again, Mike Zimmer doesn't give a shit about your feelings. <laughs> Mike Zimmer is going to put you to work. Yeah, one of the best parts about Zimmer. Um... I mean, again, he's the, he's the old school de- defensive mentality football guy. He's incorporated to the modern to the to the game of how modern it is today, but still, Mike Zimmer's got those traditional the tr- so, traditional football values in him. And one of the big things is the transition from um, the transition from Dan Quinn to Zimmer's not going to be too big for the uh, players. Zimmer runs much much more cover two than um, Dan Quinn, and much less cover one, cover one robber, cover one steal, um, a hot cover one. Um, that's the Dan Quinn ran a lot of cover one, cover one robber. Um, a lot of that with, um, um, so that's from all his days in Seattle, made it made cover one really, really popular. Um, but the um, uh, Mike Zimmer does a lot more cover two, um, like two high safety, single man coverage underneath, uh, roaming linebackers. That's what he really likes to do. So you're going to not see a ton different in defensive scheme, but mainly defensive mentality. I think we're going to see a big difference, Uh, but Dallas needs to do uh, Zimmer's not going to fix your run issues. Uh, So you need to go out and make sure you got someone. If you still believe in Mozzie Smith. Okay, cool. I guess if you think he's still your um, truth, but you need to get somebody. Chris Jones. Um, well, I, I think another issue as well. I think because Dan, with Dan Quinn leaving, several assistant coaches, I believe, left with him. Is Al Harris still here? I think Al Harris is still here. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, whatever shoes need to be filled, I'm sure that Mike, I'm sure that Mike, Z, Mike Zimmer, you know, you know, has a plan. Uh, uh, no, well, according to this, no, the Cowboys blocked Dan Quinn and the Commanders from interviewing uh, Al Harris. Thank God, because that guy's a freaking fantastic. Yeah, although uh, according to this, I, th- I think the Wa- the Washington Commanders had had a desire to, but the Cowboys said nope. Good. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, at, at, at the same time, uh, I, I would prefer a statement from Al Harris himself, but as far as I know, there is no statement. That would indicate that he has no desire to leave anywhere, but I don't know. Yeah, it looks like Dan Quinn hired a new defensive passing game coordinator in Washington also, so. Okay. I mean, because I, I, I believe Al, Al Harris can certainly excel well working with Mike Zimmer. I mean, th- th- this could, th- this could I mean, could you imagine, you know, how great of an impact it would be? I mean, you're, you're, you're again, 
you're not only working with somebody who's been with this organization before, but this but this guy with, like, again, old-school defensive mentalities who's incorporated into, into the modern game, and quite frankly, a defensive coordinator that, not that he's afraid, but he knows he's going to put the players to work. Again, Mike Zimmer could care less if he hurts your feelings, and quite frankly, any, any defensive coordinator shouldn't care about your feelings because, you know, everybody mentions, you know, how Eric Bieniemy how there were players that took issues with how, with how he does things. I'm like, well, is this how soft the game has gotten? Or some would say, no, it's because nowadays it's the players who run the league. In other words, the inmates run the freaking asylum. Mike Zimmer is not going to let the players run the plays. He's, he's like, we do it this way. If you don't like it, hit the damn bricks. Sit, on the, sit your butt on the bench. There's plenty of room for you on that warm bench. So um, now you have three, your top three coaches, Schottenheimer, um, I wish you'd get rid of Schottenheimer and go get Eric, but that's not going to happen. Um, Schottenheimer, McCarthy, and Zimmer are all extremely um, they have a lot of experience, extremely experienced coaches. They've been around yeah, for God so, knows how long. Here we go. Um, now, wow me. Now, I, realistically, there's no way in hell we're going to sign anybody in free agency because we never do. <coughs> but that's okay. I mean, we we, we, we overpay them. It doesn't really end up working out. Oh, no, we haven't, over, we haven't guaranteed anybody over $10 million since Brandon Carr. Well, we can't make that mistake again, can we? Hell, Brandon Carr was... Uh, looks like looks like we briefly lost the guy, but uh, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I, I can't stress enough the fact that when the Cowboys got Brandon Carr, spending all that money, uh, <laughs> again, in, in the overall look, I, I wouldn't say that the Brandon Carr experiment was a complete and utter failure, and I, I wouldn't take it that far, but. We, we, we just didn't get enough of those big moments because I would say in 2012, Brandon Carr's best moment was uh, intercepting Ben Roethlisberger. And then that, that next year was that pick six in week one against Eli Manning. So, but because Austin, uh, Austin's back. So we briefly lost him, but as we were gone, I kind of, uh, kind of improvised. But look, when we got Brandon Carr, we, we, we just, we just didn't get the, res we didn't get, we didn't get enough results. We got a, we got a little bit of something once in a while, but it was, Overall, it was not a good contract, I'll, and, and we'll admit it. But the reality is, a team that's the, the teams that aren't willing to take risk on really good free agents will will aren't going to improve your team very much. Imagine you're, you're right. if you were to give if you were to give Chris Jones a contract, or Sheldon Rank, or give um, Jonathan Hankins another contract, or you were to give um, Sheldon Richardson a contract. Patrick Queen, but if you if you're one of these guys that really like Patrick Queen, imagine you get one of these guys a contract. How incredibly more have you improved this defense? You're not wrong. You that Dallas needs to get an inside linebacker in free agency. If it's up to me, Magic World. We get Josie Jewell. They need a defensive tackle. Magic World is Chris Jones. They need an offensive tackle. 
Go get Makai Becton. I know he wasn't good in, in, in with the Jets, but get him a low contract, former first-round pick. Maybe you can work with them, and you can make him a solid backup swing tackle. Um, and maybe and, and eventually a starter when Tyron Smith eventually gets hurt again. Um, so you, you, you mentioned think, outside linebacker, right? Well, you need a you need a will linebacker. You've got a Mike linebacker and Layton. The Baron Overshone is going to come back, and he can be kind of a plug and play um kind of guy. But you need a will linebacker. Um. So you need somebody. A lot of people like Patrick Queen. I'm not super big on Patrick Queen. I think you pay Patrick Queen way more money. It's going to be worth. Um, I like Josie Jewell in Denver. He's not a big like um, tackle for loss guy, but he's going to get a bunch of tackles. He's going to be in on a lot, bunch of plays. You don't need you don't need a big tackle for a loss guy, a big cover guy. You just need someone who's going to be there, fill gaps, take blocks, dump some people when they get it one or two yards, uh. And hopefully take some of that requirement of having to come up and thump people off of Leighton Vanderesh so he can kind of protect his neck and let and let and let Leighton kind of roam side to side. And then the variant overshone is your nickel linebacker and it's gonna go out there and actually play some coverage. Well, as long as he can stay healthy. Well, that Leonard is- Leonard Floyd uh is a on a free agency list, but I doubt I doubt the Cowboys go after him. I, I, I'm worried Leonard Floyd. I'll be worried about taking one of his gadget like like Emerson Griffin is gonna be available again. I suppose Daniel Hunter. Yeah, Daniel Hunter is one of them. Because from you know, from what I saw, I mean it, it, it's the secondary it's it's the players in the secondary that that's basically the biggest uh the biggest laundry list as far as as far as it goes for the Cowboys. I mean, you're going to need a safety. You probably won't re-sign all your safeties. Uh, please get. I think Malik Hooker's up for a new contract. You need to re-sign Malik Hooker. Micah uh, Hyde. Well, Micah Hyde. And you know, my, def, I, I I don't see I don't see him. You know, being on, on the Cowboys list. Yeah, but as far as the Cowboys goes, uh, J. Ron Curse and Jordan Lewis uh, will both be unrestricted free agents. Yeah, I, I mean, if you could get Jordan Lewis back, I'd try. Um, he's probably your best run defending corner, to be honest. Um, so Diggs can't tackle. Bland misses missed a bunch of tackles. Gilmore's old. You don't want him running in and trying to. Do you want? Do you really want? what 32 year old um stefan gilmore trying to tackle joe mixon and andre swift no you don't so i think if you could keep jordan lewis for run packages that'd be phenomenal i think he played well enough to earn a small contract uh but you're gonna need another corner whether you i think you should draft one there's a bunch of corners in this draft that you can get i wouldn't spend a first round pick you need to just your draft needs to just be best player available. Don't even care what we need. Whoever's the best player, get him. If he's a quarterback, get a quarterback. If he's a receiver, draft a receiver. 
If it's an offensive lineman, take an offensive lineman. It's a running back, take a running back. It doesn't matter what well, position speaking, they are. Speaking of, the, uh, speaking of the first round, I believe uh, you need to be on the show. Uh, for when I preview who the Cowboys should get in the first round, you're definitely the guy that needs to be on the show, Austin. Yeah, definitely. I'll be more than happy to come on. Yeah. But I think we've basically kind of covered all the bases. Um, I think overall my final say, look, Mike Zimmer again, not quite the not quite the candidate I had in mind, but the Cowboys, I feel, did in fact take a I – mean, I, I do believe the decision might not be the most popular one, but I do think that going with Mike Zimmer is actually is, – is, is positive progress. I do believe Mike Zimmer brings something to the table that is best and desperately needed because, as we mentioned, Mike Zimmer puts defensive players – I mean, any, any player under his coaching, he's going to put you to work. If you can't handle it, without hesitation, he's just going to tell you to get lost. So we need a, we need a coach with that old-school mentality that shows the players you want your spot, you work hard for it, and you keep working for it. No more, like no more, no more pat, no passes, no free passes. So, so, yeah. So I think you know, again, Mike Zimmer, I think it, it is the right direction, and I'm a, I'm actually excited to see. I'm actually excited to see what he does. I really am. So, anything, uh, any uh, any final thoughts, Austin? No, just really excited about Mike Zimmer, Micah Parsons. Shut your mouth. Get to work. Actually, maybe get a sack in the last five games of the season before you ever reopen that stupid podcast again. All right. Well, Austin, why don't you tell the folks where they can find the Great Growth Podcast? GreatGrowthPodcast.com. That's um, easily the best place to find us. You know, Spotify, Facebook, follow our Instagram, Great Growth Podcast on Instagram. A lot of funny, goofy stuff on there. Um, Great Growth is going to have a couple new shows coming out here really soon. So watch for that also. And we have a lot of fun. Um, Alex is on our show a lot, and um, Alex is fantastic. So make Thank sure you, you. Um, make sure you subscribe and you follow everything he's got going on too. Because I mean, there's few, there's few podcasts out there that you can listen to, and it's just someone who's legitimately open to saying what they think. And um, Alex is really good at that, and so that's a something that should be really appreciated so get in there and well thank you so much austin and ladies and gentlemen you can find cowboys talk anywhere you get your podcast so here's what i need you to do hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell that way i know for sure that you won't be missing out on any exciting upcoming content and also be sure to do the same on the great good podcast it's also available anywhere you get your podcast Austin, thank you very much once again. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see y'all next time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.